In the name of the risen Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made, a glorious day unlike any other, that blessed day that art hallowed forever, whereon Christ arose and made all things new. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. My blessed brothers and sisters, it is so very, very good to see you all here this morning. The last time we gathered together like this on Easter, was three years ago, Easter 2019. Seeing you all in your Sunday best, your smiling faces, it gladdens my heart. And I know that God is pleased and rejoices with us and that we are able to again gather to proclaim that the Lord indeed is risen. Easter is about wonder and joy. The joy of our faith in knowing that sin and death have been defeated and that abundant life is ours. And wonder in seeing just how powerful and transformative the love of God is. My prayer is that you feel this joy and wonder this morning. No matter where you are on your journey of faith, the Easter message of joy and wonder is for you. I assure you, this is a community of abundant grace, and there is nothing but joy and welcome for all this morning. In the reading from Acts, we heard St. Peter say, I truly understand that God shows no partiality. We strive to be a beloved community in the same way, no partiality. Perhaps you are here this morning to make a family member happy. Sounds a little guilty. <laughs> Maybe you're here because there is no place in the world you would rather be this morning. It could be that you have more doubts than you do faith this morning and you're not even sure why you are here. Maybe you are watching us online and you are here in a different way. Whatever your situation, you are welcome and it is so good to see you. And I hope the joy and the wonder of Easter fills you this morning. Easter is all about vision. On that Easter morning, everything changed. The empty tomb and the risen Jesus declare that the way of the cross really is the way of life. That death has done its worst and has been overcome. That no matter what we have done or failed to do, we are forgiven and there is new life as an ongoing invitation to us all. In the Lord of the Rings books, one of the characters asks, is everything sad going to come untrue? Well, on Easter, we get the definitive answer to that question, yes. Death is undone and resurrection life is a gift to all. I've shared before one of my favorite lines from all of poetry. Elizabeth Barrett Browning writes, Earth's crammed with heaven, and every common bush afire with God. But only they who see take off their shoes. The rest sit round and pluck blackberries. <laughs> the thing about Easter is that God does not force it on any of us. Now, God could have orchestrated this all differently. 
Jesus could have torn the sky apart and come on clouds descending, overthrowing the Roman occupation of the Holy Land, casting down the mighty and lifting up the lowly. But that is not how God chose to have Easter happen. Instead, Easter is something that we come and see, something that we discover. In fact, the word in the original Greek of Luke's writing, for they found the stone rolled away, it is the root of the word Eureka. Easter leads to a Eureka moment of seeing God's grace and love. There's a book that I recently read called Thinking Fast and Slow that goes into great detail about how we think and how easily our thinking is fooled and manipulated. One of the traps that we all fall into is a phrase that the author uses often. What you see is all there is. Now we all have that cognitive bias. We give more weight to what is in front of us as opposed to the things that we are unaware of. And we see this very bias unfolding in the text from Luke. On Easter morning, the faithful women go to the tomb to anoint Jesus' corpse so it will not stink too badly as it decays. But to their surprise, the huge stone has been rolled away from the tomb's entrance and there's no body lying there. Two angelic figures ask them, why do you look for the living among the dead? That is a great question. Why do we look for the living among the dead? Why do we spend so much time looking in the wrong places for the things that matter most? We look for security in strength and bank accounts and then wonder why we never seem to feel any safer. We look for fulfillment in our accomplishments, but then wonder why for all of the awards and certificates that we have, we can't seem to forget that one piece of criticism. We put our trust in leaders and politicians who promise to transform society and make everything better. And then we wonder why not much of anything changes after November. We try mindfulness practices, adopt philosophies, eat special diets, read self-help books. And we struggle to have a sense of peace as we lie awake at night. Well, what you see is all there is. And if we are looking for life among things that cannot give it to us, we will never find it. When Mary Magdalene, Joanna, the other Mary, and the rest of the women go to tell the disciples about their Eureka moment, they are soundly rejected. The word that Luke uses for idle tale, it is the most condescending and dismissive word there is. It's where we get our word delirious from. It means rubbish, complete and utter nonsense. Because what you see is all there is. And these disciples had not been to the tomb. They had not seen the angel. They had never seen someone die and be resurrected. They were limited to what they could see. And how sad it is when we limit our faith to what we in our blindness 
cannot see. Whether it's with a telescope, microscope, infrared scanner, or eyeglasses, we all know that there is more out there than we can see. And the angels at the tomb helped the women to see more than they have seen. They said, remember how he told you. And what is it that Jesus has told us that might enable us to see resurrection life all around us? It is more blessed to give than to receive. Love one another. I am the good shepherd. This is my body given for you. Your sins are forgiven. Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. All shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. In every act of love, in every shout of Alleluia at the grave, in every occurrence of reconciliation, in every glimpse of beauty, in every service to the least of these, in every laugh of joy, in every struggle for justice, in every breaking of the bread, we see signs of resurrection life all around us. This is the most important thing about the resurrection. It was not a really special thing that happened to a really nice man who lived a really long time ago. The resurrection was not Jesus' reward for living a good and faithful life. The resurrection was not something amazing that those people back then got to see and we don't. Because the resurrection was not a historical event. Now hear what I'm saying? Yes, Jesus truly bodily rose from the dead. Just as surely as all of us got up from sleep this morning. But the resurrection is not an event that happened because it is a reality that is happening. History is not the right category for resurrection. It would be like me asking you how many inches blue is. It's just not the right way of seeing things. And Luke clues us into this way of seeing things as he records the Easter event. On the first day of the week, at early dawn. Now Luke is not giving us the coordinates to program into our time machine so we can figure out exactly when this happened, not at all. Instead, Luke is describing what resurrection is all about. Because what else happened on the first day of the week? On the very first day of the week, God said, let there be light, and there was light. The resurrection is as essential and pivotal an event as creation itself. The resurrection is more significant than the Big Bang, more consequential than the cooling of the Earth's core, more generative than the first time a single-celled organism split into two. The resurrection is the dawning of the new creation. We saw this in both the reading from 1 Corinthians and in the quintessential Easter hymn that we sang earlier, the Pascha Nostrum. In Christ we see the first fruits of the dead. Though Adam's sin had doomed all flesh to die, in Christ's new life shall all be made alive.
Resurrection is not only about Jesus because it is about us all. God created us all as one. God loves us all as one and God saves us all as one. Now our redemption, it may well be experienced personally, but salvation is never an individual happening. The resurrection is as foundational and pervasive as atoms and gravity. And fundamentally, what the resurrection would have us to see is that God's love for us is stronger than anything that stands against us. As a part of my discipline as a preacher, I listen to a handful of other preachers on podcasts every week, and I try to listen for a diversity of voices. In particular, there's an African-American preacher in Chicago that I like to listen to. One of the refrains that I've learned from the black church through him is, but early. Now, as soon as the preacher says, but early, the congregation gets on the edge of their seats. The organist starts to let their fingers dance on the keys because but early signals that the preacher is about to tell us the good news of what happened on Easter morning, that though he had been rejected, that though they had nailed him to the cross, that though they had sealed him in a tomb, but early on the first day of the week, the stone was rolled away and nothing was ever the same again. Five times in the Easter reading, we have that word, but, and it is such an important word to help us remember that things are not always as they seem, that there is always more to come and see. We might have made a mistake, but God is merciful. There might be a war raging, but the lion shall indeed lie down with the lamb. We might have a tough diagnosis, but there is a balm in Gilead. We might be estranged, but God is a God of reconciliation. We might not be sure how to make a difficult decision, but God gives us the peace that passes all understanding. We might be struggling with money, substances, or power, but God says, I've got a better way. Follow me in the way of love. We might be a sinner, but yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We might be dead, but early on the first day of the week, Jesus was raised from the dead and with him all of creation. Jesus was the first fruit of the resurrection. And you don't have to be a farmer to know that after the first fruits comes the harvest of the second fruits and the third fruits and so on. Without question, the resurrection is a reality that makes all things different. And it is the gift that God has given to us so that we can enjoy the harvest of abundant life here and now. All of those things that you wonder and hope that are true about God and faith and Easter, I promise you, they are true. There is always a reason to hope, a cause for joy, the possibility of reconciliation. 
The invitation of this morning to each of us is to come and see. As joyful and glorious as this morning is, this resurrection joy and wonder is something for us to come and see every time we gather as beloved community. Come and see today, and come and see next Sunday, and come and see eternally the love of God that has no limit and makes all things new. I'll conclude with just a few words from the Guatemalan poet, Julia Esquivel. Join us in Easter, and you will know what it is to dream. Then you will know how marvelous it is to live threatened with resurrection, to dream awake, to keep watch asleep, to live while dying, and to know ourselves already resurrected. That is our prayer for today and every day. May we come and see ourselves to be already resurrected. Amen.